since the beginning of time, since the beginning of human thought, one question has plagued mankind. Every scientist, every philosopher, every great musician, every great artist has always asked one fundamental question. All that we see around us, from the smallest insects, the trees, continents, the oceans, the planets, the suns, the moons, the stars, the solar systems, the galaxies. Why has it all been created? What is the purpose of all of this creation? Why has life been created? And everyone who has asked this question has gone on an inner quest to try and find the answer. They pose the question with their mind, and with their mind they try to come up with an appropriate answer. But the only people who have come back with the truth are those who had access to higher knowledge, to a higher wisdom, who were able to connect to something greater than the mind. Only the saints, the greatest spiritual masters of all time, have been able to come up with an accurate answer to this question. In Siddhi Guru Granth Sahibji on Hung 475, Bhagat Kabirji also poses this question. In the Shabad, Asa Siddhi Kabirji, he begins, Gur Charna Lag Ham Binavanta Puchat Kahel Jio Paya. Falling at the feet of the Guru, I make a humble request. Uchat, I ask, why has life been created? Kavana Kaj Jag Upachaya Dinasai, Kaho Mohi Samjaya. What deeds cause the world to be created and destroyed? Tell me that I may understand. Kabirji asks this fundamental question. But more important than the question itself is who does Kabirji go to to find the answer to this question? Who is the source of Kabir's knowledge? Kabirji begins the Shabbat with I fall at the feet of the Guru and I ask this question. So who is Kabirji's Guru? Kabirji is famously known as a student of another great master, Bhagat Ramanandji. So is Kabirji asking Bhagat Ramanandji this question or is there something deeper? 
Guru Charanalag, I fall at the feet of the Guru. The word Guru here is very key. The word Guru, in its most simplistic form, is translated as Gu, darkness, Ru, light. From darkness to light is the word Guru. And it is often used to mean that person who delivers us from darkness to light, from ignorance to knowledge. But there is more to this word Guru. The words from darkness to light take a deeper meaning. When Guru Nanak Dev Ji was young and he began his travels, one of the first things he did was go and spend time with the spiritual masters of the area, spiritual masters of that age. And a famous conversation with spiritual masters of that time is recorded in Siddhi Guru Granth Sahib The conversation is known as the Siddh Gosh. And in the Siddh Gosh, the masters pose a question to Guru Nanak and say, Who is your Guru? Guru Nanak Dev Ji admits that, that he has a Guru. And he says, Shabad Guru, Surth Guru Jela. Shabad is my Guru and my Surt. My consciousness is a slave to its vibration. He says, Shabad is the Guru. What is Shabad? Shabad means a word a message, a bani. Shabad is a form which has manifested to give you an answer, a message. But Guru Nanak Dev Ji says that this Guru is in the form of dhun, of vibration. Dhun is the Guru. Vibration Nal is the Guru. And Shabad is the physical manifestation of that silent vibration. Siri Guru Granth Sahib Ji is the physical manifestation of Nalad Guru, of vibration that exists throughout the universe. It is an attempt to explain something that is beyond words, to attain, to explain something that cannot be explained. So if message is the Guru, if Shabad is the Guru, then what is the message of the Guru? What is the message? What is the Guru's message? Guru Nanak Dev Ji explains that the Guru only has one message. In Japji Sahib, he says, Gura ik dev jai, sabna jiyan ka ik dhata so man visarna Gura ik dev jai, the Guru only has one message to give us all that every being has one master. All life comes from one source. Sabana Jnaka Ikdata and may I never forget it. So the message of the Guru is Ik. All that there is is one. Everything belongs to the one. Everything comes from the one. Everything goes back to the one. But a guru 
in the form of a deliverer, whether it is a person or a message, is still an external deliverer. And we can go deeper into this word Guru, that there is an internal Guru as well. The word Guru still stands from darkness to light. But it doesn't necessarily just have to mean the deliverer of darkness to light. Within us is also the ability to transform from our own darkness to our own light. From inner ignorance to inner awareness, to inner knowing. That transformation itself means that you have two states within you. You have a state of darkness and you have a state of light within you. A state of not knowing and a state of ultimate knowing. So that transformation from darkness to light is constantly happening within you. And that Guru is always with you. And Gurbani says, Guru mere sang sadahana. The Guru is always with me. That ability to transform is always with me. Sadhguru Pyara That beloved Guru is always with me. Wherever, whenever, it is able to transform you, it is able to save you. So within you, you have two states a state of not knowing, of an individual who just thinks that he exists and he himself is an individual separate from everything else. Where mind is the king. Where all of your attention is led by the mind. All of your attention is on, is on what the mind is distracting you with. You are mind-facing. Man, muk. Mind-facing. And you also have the ability to be facing the message, to be living the message, to be delivering the message. That is Guru Muk, Guru Muk. You have two basic states of consciousness within you. Man Muk, individual consciousness, and Guru Muk, universal consciousness. So if inner transformation is Kabir's Guru, then Guru Charan, what is the feat of inner transformation? Why does he fall to the Guru's feet? What is the charan of inner transformation? The charan, in its wider word, in its fuller word, is described as charan kaman, the lotus feet. And this is a very beautiful analogy. The lotus is the plant that grows through the mud. And when it flowers, the flower sits on top of the dirt top of the mind. And the Guru also functions in this way. <coughs> Within you is the dirt of ego, of individuality, of I exist. And within you is the ability to transform, transform through that dirt. And when you blossom, you sit on the other side of that dirt, at the beginning of, it, of consciousness, at the beginning of supreme consciousness. Supreme awareness, not individual awareness, divine awareness. So the Kamal, the Lotus, the Charan of Guru is the very beginning of that transformation. When you have just risen above that individual thinking and you sit in the space of infinity, 
that is the place that is called the Guru's Jalan, that place within you where you've just begun to discover that higher thinking, that higher consciousness. Kabirji goes there to pose the question. I go to the feet of inner transformation and I ask a question there. So this Shabbat is a conversation between individual consciousness and divine consciousness, all within him. Between the mind and the divine, between the Atma and the Paramatma, the Shabbat is a conversation happening between two states of consciousness. And he goes on and he says, Dev karo daya mohe O Dev, O Master, O Gurudev, Karodaya, with your compassion, place me on the right path. Place me on that path by which the bonds of fear are broken. Where does the question of fear come from? Why fear? Not knowing something is a type of fear. If you notice how you feel when you ask a question, there's an anxiety, a waiting, a longing to find the answer. And Kabir is asking the most fundamental question, what is the purpose of my life? What is the purpose of being here? Why has life been created? So then when you ask the ultimate question, it's the ultimate fear. Because he doesn't understand at that point of asking the question, why am I here? There is a fear, what is the purpose of my being? So he says, Guru, place me on the path that I no longer have these fears, that I no longer live in a state of unknowing. Place me on that marg, on that path. Janam maran dukha fear karam. He says, Janam maran dukha, the pains of life and death, of birth and rebirth, fear karam, are a conscious consequence of your actions. Sukhaji Janamate Chuta. And the way to get rid of that book is to renounce life itself. Ji Janamate Chuta. And at this point it seems Kabirji is talking in riddles. First he asks a question, then he talks about fear, then he talks about reincarnation. And it often seems when you read Kabirji's body that he's speaking in, in riddles. And he has to speak in riddles because how else can he explain something that cannot be explained? And this is the Rahao line. This is the most important line that we are asked to focus on. The pains of birth and death come from the actions you perform. And peace comes when the soul finds release from reincarnation. This will make more sense as we go along the show. So the story so far, Kabirji goes into a place where he rises from individual consciousness to divine thinking. He finds that place and in that place a question is posed. What is the purpose of the creation of life? This is where the answer comes back. Maya pass. The, the answer from consciousness to the mind is you mind, you are trapped in Maya. 
bond the name father and you cannot release yourself from the bonds of Maya, from the material illusion, from the delusion of the material world you lost. You cannot break yourself free. And oh my, you've never sat in the profound silence. So the question is about why is the world being created? And the answer is about sitting in silence and about Maya. Again, more riddles. The reply comes that you have never known the nirvana of your true self. Your highest self, you have never seen that highest nirvana that sits within you. In a bit, and because of this, your delusion doesn't depart. How does this answer the question? The question is why has the world been created? The answer that comes is you are lost in Maya. And what the question is doing is the very foundations of the questions are being questioned. The response from the higher consciousness to the mind, it says your very question is wrong. The very way in which you have posed the question is inaccurate because it is lost in a delusion of the material world. Your question is based on a false premise. Your question is based on a false paradigm. It says everything that you see around you, you see it at the superficial level. When you see the sun, you say, that is the sun. And you see the moon and you say, that is the moon. A sun can never be the moon and the moon can never be the sun. Consciousness replies back to the mind and says, you are only looking at the superficial level. And you do not see the sun, the sunyata, the silence that is sitting behind the sun and the moon. You see the sun, you say that is the sun. You see the moon, you say that is the moon. But what you have never done is seen the life force that sits behind you. <coughs> there is one Shabbat that appears in both the morning prayers in Japji Sahib and in the evening prayers in the Rehaz. Only one Shabbat. And Guru Nanak Dev Ji's Shabbat of Soda appears twice in the day. Guru Nanak Dev Ji asks a question in that Shabbat. Sodar Tera Keha. Where is your Darbar? Where is your court? So Ghar Keha. Where is your house? Jitbah Sarup Samani. Where you reside, O Divine Being. Where is that place where you exist? And an answer comes back. Vaje Tere Naad Anek Asankha. In, in the countless and countless and countless infinite beings, there exists your vibration. That is the answer to the question, where are you? Oh Divine Being, where are you? You are in the vibration that exists in the countless creation. And this is what Kabirji experiences when he asks this question. That when you are looking at the creation of the world, you've asked, why has the world been created? And the answer comes back that what you are looking at 
is only the superficial layer, you're not looking a little bit further at the nard, at the vibration that sits behind it. The answer is further clarified. Nothing has been created, but you think it has been created. Nothing has been created, but you think it has been created. Above, above, everything in reality is actually free from birth and death. Uday Astaki Manabodana see Tom Sadar Sahaja Libriya. When the mind destroys this idea of creation and destruction, when the mind knows that creation and destruction is false, Tom Sadar Sahaja Libriya, then forever it will stay in a place of loving tranquility. We see the Creator, the Divine Creator, almost like a craftsman sitting in his workshop, working all day to create things and destroy things. The Creator, we think, sits in a workshop and chips away at his creation, creates something, puts it to one side, and then takes something old, destroys it again, and creates something new. Once an item has been created, he moves it to a side. And the item that has been created becomes separate from the creator. When an artist is painting, the moment he finishes his final stroke, at that moment, that painting is separated from the painter itself. From that moment onwards, the artist and the painting are separate. If the painting is destroyed, the artist still exists. If the artist dies, the painting still exists. The same we understand at the moment of birth, when a mother gives birth to a child, at the moment of birth, the child becomes separate. If the mother passes away, the child is still alive. If the child passes away, the mother is still alive. They are separate. And this is how we believe the Creator exists. One of the most ancient Indian metaphors for the Creator is slightly different to this. One of the most ancient metaphors of the Creator is that of a dancer, the Nataraj, the king of dance. And what this metaphor means is that the creator, in fact, works more like a dancer than an artist. That it is continually dancing. And the dancer cannot be separated from the dance. It has never happened that the dancer has gone home and the dancing continues. If the dancer stops, the dance stops. If the dance stops, the dancer must have stopped. The dance and the dancer are inseparable. And since ancient times, the Indian tradition has understood that the creator, the Kartapurk, the creator being, is more like a dancer than anything else. And all of creation that you're seeing right now 
is the dancer dancing at this very moment. And you yourself are nothing more than a part of that dance. Right now, this very moment, everything that is happening in every corner of the universe is the dance of the divine right now. The dance of the creator is dancing. But can we hear the music? Kabirji finishes. The way a reflection in the water is destroyed as soon as the container of the water is broken. When you're looking at water and you see your reflection, if the very container of the water is broken, the reflection merges with the water. In the very same way, using the very same technology, using the very same method, your own delusion can be destroyed. Then the mind will reside in sunyata, in the silence. A reflection isn't real. When you look in the mirror, as realistic as it looks, it is only a reflection. It's not real. A dream isn't real. It exists, but it's temporary. Krutei Bahadurji goes as far as saying, the whole world is like a dream. What does Guruji say? The whole world exists, but it's temporary. Nobody can deny that you have dreams. But when you wake up, then you realize it was only a dream. But when you're in the dream, it feels so real. The message here, the analogy here is, is of the same nature. That the world is a reflection. But you're not able to see that which is being reflected. So when you see the sun, the moon, the galaxies, the stars, you see them as physical objects rather than a reflection of that which is manifest. Same when you read Gurbani, Shabad Guru, you see it for something that exists. But actually Shabad is the Guru. The Nag that is sitting behind it, the message that is sitting behind it is not just the words on the page, not just the physical form of the person delivering the message, it's the very essence of the message itself. Kabirji is saying that now that I understand this, my very own vessel has been shattered. Because when I looked in the mirror, I saw me, I exist. He says that very reflection has now gone, and I now see that which is really here.
You yourself are a reflection of something greater. You yourself are a dance. You yourself are a dream. But the dreamer sits inside you. That which is being reflected sits inside you. The one that is dancing is dancing inside you. And all that the divine being has said to the mind is said, Oh my mind, stop looking in this dualistic black and white way where the sun cannot be the moon, where I cannot be you. Stop looking at this duality. Look beyond the duality. Look at the one that is sitting behind it all. Look at the message. The source of the message. The vibration of the message. The Nard itself. You yourself are the Nard. You don't see that the very life force behind you is Nard. The very thing that makes you alive is life itself. You are nothing more than a reflection of life trying to live. Life is the singularity. Creation is its multitude. Everything that exists around you from millions and billions and trillions of insects and tiny worms and trees and objects all around, they are nothing more than one small aspect of the greater life, the life force, that life force that is a god in its mula, that has never been born, that will never die. That is the beauty of the mantra. that it isn't describing something that is external to you, it is describing you yourself. You yourself have that infinite ink. You yourself are the infinite ink. That karta puruk is dancing inside you. It within you is akal murat, ajuni, sarvam, without birth, self-sustaining. But how do you find it? Good person. You have to find that good. The word good in Punjabi also has a meaning of technique. This is the technique by which you do something. So you have to find the technique that takes words on a page within you, into you, and transforms you. That transforms your own darkness and lifts you up like a lotus out of the dirt into your own blossoming so that you may transform from your individual self to your infinite self. Why would you call Khalsa? Why would you